0: Dell. and he's got another organization called gotcha covered it's unofficial but it's actually it's actually endorsed by the mayor um, because he fills up the san antonio food bank and a couple of other uh, the batter women's shelter with all right welcome in to vision pros live with jackson callum i'm your show host we'll be doing interviews for visionary entrepreneurs and guests leaders who are building fantastic visions out there ultimately I just want to go through some of the things that might help you with your vision if you have a vision that you're pursuing drop a link in the comments and let us know what that is if that's a business or a brand um, if it's a nonprofit that you run be happy to promote it be happy to talk to you about it and if you'd like to apply to be on vision pros and be interviewed about that vision then by all means feel free to reach out Hey, hey, everybody, and welcome to Vision Pros Live. I'm your host, Jackson Callum, founder of First Class Business, co-founder of Able Health, CEO of Booker, And I'm excited to have everybody here today. Welcome in Vision Pros. So today I've got a special guest named Jennifer Glass. And Jennifer has a company called Business Growth Strategies International. She's based out of the East Coast. Um, one of the reasons why I wanted to bring her on is because we're super similar in what we do for businesses, both in terms of coaching and providing services. And she's just got a different vibe, a different way of doing things. And I appreciate that. I know that our audience will benefit from seeing that too. So um, we're going to be debating a little bit about different business tactics and strategies, but we're also going to be honoring what she's being, been put out, putting out into the world. She's got two podcasts of her own worth checking out as well. So. Without further ado, I'm going to bring Jennifer on. We'll talk about the strategy. We'll talk about vision and we'll talk about how we help entrepreneurs and what advice we have for you today. So, Jennifer, welcome to Vision Pros Live. We're glad to have you.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Jackson. And it's uh, really a big pleasure to be here.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and this is returning the favor um, and the honor. Right. So Jennifer hosted me on her show as well several episodes back. Um, And so as we got ready to launch, I was like, you know, I really want to bring Jennifer on here too. It's a great way for the two of us, the audience understands to get to know each other's business models as well and talk about that in a, in an arena where other people get to see it, but we get to test each other's transparency a bit. We get to find out more about each other's resources. And instead of doing that behind closed doors it also helps us with our distribution. Um, So there's a, there's a win, win, win scenario when we're on these live streams, which is why I enjoy it so much. So um, anything you'd like to add about that?
1: No, I think what you said is really interesting and it's just, what is it that the two of us can do? How do we help not only each other, but our joint audiences? At the end of the day, you went into business, I went into business to help people, to be of service. And I know that that is really why most people do go into business. And it's great when you're really there and you can say, I am making a difference in someone's life. And that's exactly why I do what I do.
0: I love that. That's very reflective of of the uh, culture of first class business as well. Um, So that leads me to this question, Jennifer. Everybody's got different motives for why they might launch a podcast. What led you to do your podcast? And when did you start?
1: So I guess the first question is, because you mentioned I've got two of them. Which one do we want to start with first?
0: I think the first one. Um, so, okay. you know, really, the, where do the. Um,
1: yeah.
0: You know.
1: So. Yes. So, what I can say is that um, in terms of my um, first show, it's the bottom line that matters. So um, what basically happened was in terms of the, uh, it's the bottom line that matters podcast, back in the beginning of the pandemic, during uh, the early days of lockdown, I created an accounting group, no, sorry, not accounting, accountability group. Um, okay. And I got accounting on my head for some reason, but an accountability group that I was in with a couple of other uh, coaches, And one day after someone else in the group dropped out, it was just the three of us that remained in the group. And I suggested to the two other coaches, I said, you know, one of the things that really would be good for us to do to help with thought leadership, to help with helping more people and really get a little bit more exposure is let's do a podcast. And so because I had the idea to do the show, um, they decided to name it um, after my book, it's the bottom line that matters. And so that was how we ended up creating that show. But the one that I do on my own and that you are a guest on, uh, Jackson is Mojo, the Meaning of life and business. And that is really an absolutely incredible one. And that one I started towards the latter part of 21. And in that time, I mean, what I've, I've been doing is I've been trying to really find what are those interesting stories that we all have. We all have a reason why we get into what we do. I want to know what is it that makes people tick. I am by nature a very social person. I am an inquisitive person and trying to really figure out, well, what does it mean? I'm also philosophical. Um and so Meaning of life is one of those major philosophical questions. And so I try and really get what is it that my guests do? What makes them tick? Where do they want to go? What drives them? And ultimately, if I can help my guests get a little bit more exposure to my network and all of my other guests network, then ultimately I'm doing something good and helping more people find out because as we all know, we're only as good as our network. And if you have your people and someone else is their people and someone else is their people, and we're all building on that, we're all benefiting.
0: Hmm, absolutely. And that's hence the opportunity for podcasting, right? So some people are seeing this video right now, they have no idea that it's a podcast, um, or, or what a podcast is, they see this as like a TV interview, um, you know, somebody playing with social media. And it's a way of distributing your voice, right? It's a way of getting in front of more people. Um, when I first heard about podcasting, I was actually driven very far away from it. I was, I literally like exit off my list of things not to do. The person who introduced it to the founder I was working with was fairly sociopathic. Like he scared me. Um, and so when he brought up, this was 2010, right? So 2010, back then, Podcasts were not well known. Um, you know, there's again they're still not, but fast, but Rewind, 13 years, we had just gone through the recession. Um, the iPhones had barely come out. Um, we we hadn't advanced to this stage of technology. People weren't going live on their phones, for instance. Um, and so we heard about this, and I was, you know, he tells the company they should start their own podcast. Um, you know, and they they waved him off. You know, I again waved him off, and now looking back at that, I'm like, no (laughs) why didn't we listen um you know we would have been way ahead of the curve on podcasting now there's millions and millions of episodes out there it's still a blue ocean um and uh you know your your insights into being able to drive your network together um you know and help people network in a way that's effective uh you know you're absolutely right i just hope people who are listening to this see the opportunity to realize that this is kind of like the modern day garage band so to speak, you you know not everybody's going to hit it big, but there is so much opportunity to win a record label, um, so to speak, to get sponsors, to be able to promote what it is you do, and uh, and really really grab attention. So, um, with that said, let's talk about your vision, both from the angle of your vision for entrepreneurs and your personal vision too. Um, feel free to start with either one of those. Um, those who are listening. Uh, Jennifer has got a vision that um, from what I've heard, um, what I've seen, uh, you know, whether it's helping the one individual and caring about that, and I've seen her do that, or understanding that her message can have a global impact. It's it's quite powerful, but I'd love to hear from you yourself, Jennifer. Tell us about your vision.
1: Sure. So my vision is tightly tied to my why. And I kind of mentioned it a couple of moments ago, but in terms of Um, as Simon Sinek says, start with the why. Mm -hmm. And it really is that, you know, and I'll share the story. I've been accused of being utopian because with utopia, there's got to be dystopia. But in my utopia, I don't see a bad part. But let me explain what I mean. Every person that has a business, again, went into business to help others, but also help themselves. They're helping their family right? I open up a store. Why did I open this store? Because I need a job to feed my family. But if we help all of these small businesses really start seeing more money come in, more value coming in, more freedom, more time, what ends up happening? They end up hiring more people. They end up having more disposable income that they can give the Boys and Girls Clubs the churches, the synagogues, the mosques, the other temples that are in town. They've got um, extra time that they can be giving to organizations. And all of these small organizations that come in and ask Main Street businesses, can I get a donation, right? All these nonprofits, right? Whether it's the um, parent organizations, it's the police benevolent um, associations, it's the volunteer ambulance, the volunteer fire, whatever it is, all of these organizations depend on our downtown businesses to really help them. And so when we can make that difference, what ends up happening is our communities grow as a result. And as our communities grow, our nations grow as well. And it's not just our local community, it is our shared community. And shared community can be looked at as humanity, but it can also be looked at though, as I support, as an example, for me, I support St. Jude, um, children's hospital. I've said it to them. I've said it on many shows. I want to put them out of business. It's kind of funny saying that, right. you know, but I want to end childhood cancer. And I, you know, one of the things I've done uh, to help is I'm um, middle of writing a book. And I said, if you want to get a character named after you, donate at least $5 to St. Jude, send me the screenshot of the donation, and I'll include you as a character in my book. And if you wanted your business name, at least $100, and I'll include your business name in the book. And that's one way that you can really be helping even more of these organizations. And it doesn't cost them anything to do that. And it's a way that you can really start seeing so much more. And so what I do for me Is also what I do for these entrepreneurs because it's tightly tied, in terms of helping everybody, helping our communities, so that everybody ultimately ends up benefiting.
0: Absolutely, and let's let's go ahead and shift into that. So, where is it that most entrepreneurs and business owners fail? Um, You know what what's what's got them trapped? And when I say that, you know, we've got to look at the logic behind this. Ninety six percent of businesses are failing within 10 years. Um, and if you're looking at yourself as an entrepreneur and you're asking your question, you know, am I where I want to be? Um, right. If you if were to honestly answer that, the answer is probably no. So the point isn't to drag down and say, OK, well, that means you're a failure. Um, right. But as much as looking at it and saying, OK, I have goals that I want to achieve. I haven't learned those things yet. Right. The things that I need to do to get to where I want to go. And that's what we're focused on. We're not focused on the past. Right. And what's What, uh, just digging into the, the things that they can no longer prevent, but what can they prevent moving forward with their life? Does that make sense?
1: Absolutely. And it's a great question. And here's something really interesting that, um, you want to think about. And unfortunately, I don't remember which of the Google founders said it, but one of them is credited with saying, I would rather fail fast so that I can learn from my mistakes and grow from there. Too many businesses go down the path. We start seeing, all right, I'm gonna open up a business. Did I do a business plan? Maybe I did a business plan only to get an SBA loan, but I kind of forget the whole value of really looking at the SWOT analysis, strength, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Do I really understand what it is that I'm doing? The other thing is also, as I'm going through my business, Is my business plan something that I just always stick in my desk, or I just put it in my drawer and I don't look at um, in terms of reexamining what happens in the future? Or is it a living, breathing document that changes as we're going through the business? The other thing, also, is that businesses or entrepreneurs very often are online searching for that magic bullet that is going to translate into something that they hope is going to be a million dollar idea. But here's the thing. If you have one person out there, one talking head that's saying advertise on Facebook, on Google, and all of these networks and someone else that's saying, you know, fake it till you make it. And someone else is doing all of these other things. What is it that people are actually doing, right? There's so much competing information that's out there. Now, if you trust one mentor, and I'm just going to throw out Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V. for those of you that are in a position to actually know who he is, you may follow Gary and say, all right, I'm going to trust Gary top to bottom and I'm going to let him guide me. One of the things I did when I came out with my um, new company and the logo and everything, I asked uh, my Facebook community, I said, what do you guys think? But then when my coach chimed in, I said, all right, I'm going with that because I'm implicitly trusting my coach with my business and I need to do the same with the logo, even if it wasn't the one that was hands down winning from everyone else. And so I looked at it in that regard. The other thing also, though, is because of these talking heads, everybody is also looking, oh, Jackson, you're doing this. Johnny, you're doing that. Jimmy, you're doing that. And everyone is doing the same thing. But here's the thing. Everybody doesn't understand. Let me actually take that back. 99% of people do not understand that if you want to do something different and be that top 1%, you can't do what everyone else is doing. You need to actually think contrarian to what they're Mm -hmm. doing. So if they're out there and they're saying, put money on Facebook and Google, is that really the right thing? Because everyone else is doing it and having mediocre at best results, right? I mean, there's some that are doing better, but most people are mediocre, if not worse. And, and so you're too people- late. Yes, it is too late by the time the get- winner
0: told you to do it, right? Yes. <laughs> the winner told millions to do it. You've been said. Second and third, you're gonna get the results of the rest that were too late to the to the party. Go ahead.
1: Absolutely, and that's the thing. You know, if you're really paying attention in what you're doing, and you're really looking at, right here's what I need to do, and I'm working with my mentor to help me get there. That's going to be a great way at starting. The other thing also, though, is if you ignore basics of business and marketing in sales and operations you don't have a foundation for the rest of your business to live on yeah and you need the foundations go back to the basics Mm. and start really working at those become proficient in the basics and you'll start seeing a lot more growth farther down the line
0: i just told my team yesterday that one of the hardest things to teach an amateur athlete to do is to stick to the basics. right? For instance, basketball. One of the hardest things to convince an amateur to do is practice their layups. But guess what? The pros do it every day. The pros do it every day. That's why they're professionals, because they're willing to do what is not necessarily fun that empowers them to be able to do their fun. Right? So, we're going we're gonna to go into both of these topics quite heavily, both the business plan and using it to get a loan versus actually using it. Love it. I'm super glad that you said that. And going into this idea and concept of a mentor. Um, I'm going to start with that one because I, I worry I'll forget. I also worry we'll, we'll end up spending too much time on the first one, the business plan one, because I think we need to spend more time there. But I want to blow some people's minds real quick. Um, I think one of the most damaging things that entrepreneurs say when they're seeking out a consultant or when they have an opportunity to grow and they're not is I already have a mentor. Drives me crazy. not going to lie. Drives me crazy. I'm not, I have to remember not to react like myself when somebody says that word, the the mentor word, it drives, but it drives me insane. And here's why. The most successful people in the world, if you were to look at them, How many mentors do they have? LeBron James. He has his head coach. He has at least three assistant coaches. He has a dribbling coach. He has a shooting coach. He has a physical trainer coach. He has a nutritionist, right? I wouldn't be surprised if he was smart enough. And I think he does based on what I've seen in his parenting skills. He probably has several therapists as well for him and his family as they go through. He's got business coaches. He's got a business partner. The more, the higher, this this concept of mentor is crushing people from getting their results. We, if we want to achieve different things in different lives, we need multiple perspectives. We need more leaders around us who can guide us. And one mentor is not God. They're not. They are limited to their sphere of knowledge and they may have our best interest in play. They may be able to help, but I believe it's so important that people start to realize They need more help than just one. However, to go back to your, your also your thought about the market and, you know, do I just ask my customers? We learned a very hard lesson at Restaurant Connect to, to, to really validate what you're saying. We were asking our customers, what should we do to improve our software? We were getting answers like, oh, can you make the tables pink instead of blue on the software? Really? do Do you think that the change of the table from blue to pink was helping the bottom line? for the restaurant owner. No, not not unless the the host team members were in an uproar about it. Right? And if it was causing people to quit, then maybe we should just listen and change the table color. Right? There there's a there's a time and place to go to the majority for things too. But what we realized was what I realized was we needed to be masterminding with our top 10 performing clients. Yes, we had our our upvote system of tickets. Allowing people to to assess what they wanted and the majority vote mattered for some things. But in reality, what really mattered to us was you restaurants that are the most successful, what are you doing to win? And what areas do you all need help with? We would then come out with that solution, right? One little change, whatever it was, that a top performing restaurant gave us, everybody loved it. Nobody else thought of it. Because nobody else had the success track record to be able to come up with the solution. Otherwise, they would have already been doing it themselves. So yes, there's there's different reasons for getting feedback from different levels of people. But one of the greatest uh problems, one of the greatest signs to me that somebody is stuck in their growth is when they say I already have a coach or when they say I already have a mentor. I'm like, oh boy, I gotta get it through to them that they need to broaden their horizons a little bit. Otherwise, you know, they're they're going to be stuck with Bozo the Clown here, telling them that they shouldn't get, get any uh, feedback from anybody else. But let's go back to this business plan and the actually using it part. So you're inspiring business owners to take that business plan and put it into action. What things do you do to help them realize the importance of that, Jennifer? How do you get people to to realize that that wasn't just something to, to get a quick 50,000 or a quick 300,000? And uh, which parts do you start with, with them? Is it strengths and weaknesses, opportunities and threats, or is it some, some other part of it?
1: So as far as the actual business plan itself, I mean, the whole aspect is really important, right? One of the Good. things that you put in there is your uh, forecasted financials. Mm-hmm. We're always trying to figure out where we're going to be in our business at any given time. We say that we're setting goals but what are we really doing, right? I mean, yeah, I want to make a million dollars. How are you getting that million dollars, right? And again, whether that's in the business plan, it's not in the business plan, different story, but how are you getting there? What is it that you're doing? What is your core business? Part of the business plan says, this is what our business is and what our business is not too many times we go into business and we think, well, I'm going to do this too. And I'm going to do that. And I'm going to do this. And I'm, oh, let me do that too. Look, squirrel. And before, before we get guilty, (laughs) yes, Before we get anywhere, we end up saying, all right, we got nowhere. Right. And a lot of people are saying you have to have passive income 30, 40, 50 times, right. In your business, if you really want to get somewhere. Is it bad to have passive income? No. No. I started my business back in 2005 with a payment processing company. The clients that I had from that are still giving me residual income in their credit card processing uh, volume. I still do take on some of those uh, new businesses, but it's not my focus. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I do is I had that really strategically Set when I repositioned my company. And I said, This is where I'm going. And this is what I offer as an ancillary service, but it is not the core. So I still take it on, but it all ultimately ends up in increasing a business's growth, right? Where are they getting more value? But if I started saying, Tomorrow I'm going to sell um, greeting cards, there's no connection to greeting cards, unless I'm using one of those robot companies that write the letter and send it out as a thank you to my customers. That would be the only way that there would be any kind of immediate connection. But the whole idea though is, is that if we say we're going to ignore the business plan, ignore everything we put in there, we're going to lose focus. Then we look at the SWOT analysis, strength weakness opportunities and threats as the industry changes and forget the industry if you aren't changing someone else is putting you out of business if you think about this when Reed Hastings and I don't know why I'm blanking on his partner's name the Netflix Hmm. founders yeah I don't remember Blockbuster and they offered Blockbuster an idea to work together blockbuster left them out of the meeting because who wants to get stuff in the mail? It's gonna take too long to get there. It is an instant gratification and we're all humans. Instant gratification is big, but they said, no. Uber did the same thing to the taxi market, Hmm. right? All of these services put another mainstay out to pasture. If you're not killing your own product and innovating, someone else is going to do it for you. But the other thing too, though, is when you're looking then at your SWOT analysis, what is it that you're doing to watch where the market is? What strengths and opportunities are really there as you continue moving forward? If you forecast out the next three to six months in And again, in some industries, you can look out 18 to 24 months, but if you're anything in the tech world, three to six is probably the most you can realistically go out because it just changes overnight. I mean, if you go back six months ago, ChatGPT was only like a little bit being spoken about. In the last three, four months, it's been all over the place. I mean, now to the point where the Writers Guild is talking about ChatGPT and writing scripts for Hollywood. So we're talking Everything about- is.
0: I mean, this whole episode is ChatGPT. Y'all just don't know it. Uh, I mean, me and Jennifer aren't actually here right now. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. Somebody to believe that. <laughs> That's not true. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. But the point is though, is, as things change, yeah. you really need to be looking though, what is really there for us to look at as an opportunity? What can I capitalize on? Who do I need to partner with? What kind of resources do I need? And then where do you go from there? And again, the converse is true too. your weaknesses and threats, right? Where do you need to be aware? Is the Fed going to be raising the rates again when they meet later this month? Or are they going to keep the rates where they are? Is that going to impact your business? For some businesses, it will because your customers may not have the money to pay you. And so you're going to have to. I don't know. I big differ on that.
0: I feel like if on that one, you know, there's a lot of fear missing out that goes along. And I I think that there's important. There's an important, healthy level of fear we should all have. Right. Where a child's running towards the Grand Canyon cliff. Right. There's fear associated that should be associated with. Okay, I got to save that child. Um, And I see way too many business owners fall victim of of the smokescreen objection, oh, I don't have the money for that, because they don't know how to communicate value to individuals because they never learned how to sell, right? That's 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 an external factor that's so broad that I don't, I don't feel it's even appropriate. But on the flip side, there's two audiences that you speak to, right? And there's two different audiences. So one of them, when you said, if you're not killing your own product, then somebody else is going to come along and kill it. You're right, I'm on that, right? There's a context of entrepreneurs that need to be ready for that. So I heard the first person I heard say that um, was Mark Cuban, who was on a, a rather controversial interview with Ty Lopez. Um, hence the controversy. Um, now, the Mark Cuban said, if if you don't uh, do everything that you can to get ahead of the market, somebody's going to come along and they're going to kick your butt. Um, you know and And so you've got to be relentlessly dedicated moving forward. Right. And I love the idea that you're talking about because with established entrepreneurs, you're absolutely right. Established entrepreneurs, business programs that have been around for years and decades, we kind of take for granted sometimes that, that the right person's listening. Well, if you have a brand new product or service, you've only been out for a year or two. Um, and you're worried about killing your own product and bringing out another product. What are you doing? Um, you know, like you're in a blue ocean, and yes, you have to learn how to swim in your blue ocean. You have to learn how to survive, um, you know, and how to thrive. But uh, you know, just because Jackson and Jennifer today said go kill your product doesn't mean that applies to you, right? You've got to you got to be able to realize that some of what we say, in fact, everything that we say, has a context that's associated with a few audience listeners here and there. Um, and so that's I just think it's so important that we address that because I see too many people. Listen to a guru, right? Everything that's said in a generalized conversation and go and apply general concepts to their very unique brand. Right. The, the goal is for us to inspire. My goal for this too is to inspire you. If you like what Jennifer's talking about, book a call with her. Right? Go go find her on LinkedIn and reach out to her and find out how her generalized information applies in your unique space. Because if you don't do that, if you just try to take the generalized answers, you're likely going to fail um it's just it's not the way that that you build into it so jennifer you mentioned the forecasted financials i'm glad you said that most entrepreneurs that i've seen are ignoring those um you also mentioned putting this business plan into action um to also add on for those for the for maybe it's a few i think it's the majority though most of that most of people that i've seen their business plans they have put together a business plan in order to win the confidence of the bank, right? Win the confidence of those who are going to support the business, it's not the real business plan. It never was. It's not in there. That's not actually what they want to do, which is why they don't gravitate towards it. So I would say, if that's you, if you put together a business plan, because that's what you were told to do, then I believe it's also important to assess, am I actually in the right business to begin with? Now, I'm not talking about going from, you know, uh, being a fashion designer to all of a sudden you need to change your business model to construct new houses. Um, Right. I'm not talking about completely changing your identity and who you are, but most business plans that I've seen are horrendous and they do check the boxes of a decent business plan. But if your heart's not in it, if you're not feeling the purpose of it, Um, You know, if you open that vape shop because there's a new vape shop on every corner, for instance, and you're like, man, I should probably open a vape shop, too. um, You're going to fail. You're not going to win by copying every other business model out there. You got to find out who you are. You got to find out what you really want in life. Um, And if you're not doing those types of assessments on the front end, too, and nobody's taking the time to care about your actual vision, going back to Jennifer's concept of Simon Sinek, start with why. Right, that's what that's what I love about Jennifer. Is it sounds like she's also doing that same thing of of hearing you out, wanting to know where do you start, right? Why did you come up with this business concept to begin with? And then, of course, going into the rest of those elements, but trying to do it alone, um, you know, to me it reminds me of somebody trying to again swim across the ocean alone. I, I don't recommend anybody make that that attempt um, or attempt that endeavor. Rather, so. Um,
1: can I add, by the way, on the yeah, business? Yeah, where
0: do you want to go from here?
1: Um, sometimes people use consultants to write business plans. It may be a great idea, but here's the problem: when you have uh, consultants writing a business plan, they don't know your business or your right. thought like you, and they certainly don't have the heart. So, what you can do is you can either Write your own business plan or, and I hope Jackson, it's okay if I make a pitch for the Small Business Development Center.
0: Oh yeah, I've been business there many times, Center. Jennifer, I'm with you. Go ahead.
1: Yes, um, I am an ambassador for the SBDC. It's an organization here in the U.S. that works with uh, nearly a million entrepreneurs every year uh, at nearly a thousand locations across the United States. So if you need help, Jackson and I can probably connect you. With either our local uh, center to get you where you need to be, or give you not more guidance. Sorry,
0: I prefer not to, and and here's why. Again, I'm a big fan, but I'm also not a pushover at all. Every single consultant, like you said, doesn't matter if they're SBDC or not, has their own nature of bias, right? And is going to have their own skill set and how well they do or or not. No, I don't trust them. Come To me. Go to Jennifer, if you want to. Um, that's my request. It's come to us. I will set you up with who you want to. Um, and there's no cost on that. But my my and I, I have my own bias too. I'm not gonna deny that. Um, but what I do that's different than most coaches that I see is I invite you to decide your own answer. It's your you're the visionary. That's where I see most therapists, most psychologists, most coaches, most consultants go wrong you tell them, Hey, here's uh, you know, here's my business model. And that consultant where they do, they might say something like, well, you should really go this direction. I mean, are you opposed to that? Uh, uh. That word should is one of the most toxic words on the planet. Who are they to tell you what you should do, right? This is what others are going to expect of your business. So you need to consider going this route. Uh, uh, there's no place in that. Most people don't have the strength to withstand that type of guidance. They end up saying, okay, well, I should go that way. You know what they do later? Oh, well, he told me to do it. So I did it. How old are you? Five? You know, it's your business. You're the visionary. So you got to be careful who you go to. And again, my, my doors are open, but you want to be, you, what I would do, I would seek out the small business development center advice. I'd go vet that advice with three or four trusted peers. Who? One, my mom. Why? She's a business owner too. Does she know everything about modern business? Absolutely not. I'd probably take it to my stepdad. We don't even get along. He's a business owner. He's going to scrutinize whatever I do. That's very helpful. Call him a friend of me if you want to. Um, right? I'd take it to other business partners and put it out in front of them. What do you guys think? People who have no bias on the, on the scenario. Right. However, if they don't have a bias and they don't have a vested interest, then they're not necessarily going to look at it with a fine tooth comb. Right. So then I also need to take those concepts to people who are invested in my success. So I I prefer to have several witnesses, several people, even including my customers. But I'm I'm very, very careful as as forthright as I am, as as quick as I am to go shiny ball, I'm also very quick to show that show that shiny ball to 20 different people, and look and see what do they do with it, um, because that's that you need editing. If, if if J.K. Rowling needed it for the first chapter of Harry Potter 14 times, then our business models that are supposed to serve the masses in an often an off, often essential ways needs vetted and scrutinized like crazy. So I'm I'm off my soapbox now, um, okay. but yes, yeah, small business development center fantastic. Just be careful. Be careful to. Not put your business in the hands of the consultant or the person who's mentoring you. It's still your job and responsibility to move your business forward in the right direction, not rely on anybody, including myself or Jennifer. It's your baby, it's your vision. My you question, with that?
1: And where I was going with that, just really quick, <clears> is that they yeah. have a tool, Growth Wheel, that tool. allows you to um, input your information. And it will help you create the business plan, and actually based on information. But it's then up to you to implement. So it's whether ninety
0: not- free, right?
1: Yes, <clears throat> that's
0: the Which other. thing. Which is great why I'm thing.
1: saying rather than going to that consultant who's going to charge you a couple of thousand dollars to do it, who is not vested other than the financial value, and you know I can do it, you can do it, but it. I don't want to do it for people. I just I feel uneasy doing that sure but the course. other thing also when you were talking <clears throat> you remind me i think it was jim room who said you're the average of the five people you hang around most yep and i think it's more like 10 or 15 now rather mm-hmm. than the five that was makes sense when he said that but it's exactly like you were saying who are you talking to and who are you getting the input from that is going to be making that difference
0: you know who's riding that wave pretty strong right now is is uh gary Vaynerchuk. Um, yes. he now talk. he now carries that torch of the five people, you know, that you're surrounding yourself and it, the environment. It's so important. Um, so if you don't have that environment, I believe that the SBDC, the, that small business development center at, at universities they are available at almost every university that I know of. Um, you know, you can go to that. Then I also recommend your startup hub communities. Um, right. So, for instance, in San Antonio, you've got geekdom. Um, and so if you're in a big city, There's usually an incubator building where you can pay like 50 bucks a month, um, probably a little higher now that that rates are going up on everything. But they have their own programs as well. They even do events. You don't have to be a member to attend um, and get some advice. Just be careful, you know, as you you take the advice not to, you know, we've got we've got entrepreneurs can't fall victim of meme culture. Meaning. Just because you saw a meme that's liked by everybody and comment and share it as though it's wisdom does not make it wisdom. Um, you know, you, you've got to be more selective in, in what you're listening to. So I would take the SBC advice. I'd go to that incubator. You can come through the Academy of First Class Businesses. You can, of course, approach Jennifer Glass as well. Um, when she says that she's not comfortable, I don't think that she's saying, I don't want to talk to you as much as she's going to be careful about how she guides you. Is that fair?
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So, and that's that's what I love. Like, it's it's very helpful when you have a consultant that's less aggressive on, "Hey, I need to be involved in this, and we need to do this." Right? That's a little bit too forceful. Um, you want to look for consultants who have a standard of, "All right, here's here's what I work with, and, and here's how I work. Here's my boundaries." You know, as a as a consultant or as a guide. Um, So, Jennifer, what? Who is the ideal person? Um, you know, entrepreneur that would benefit from working with you? What what do they look like?
1: So the kind of people that are typically coming to me are those people who are looking at where they've been in business. Maybe the last two, three years, they've been getting the same income level and they just can't break through whatever that ceiling is. You know, it's plus minus a couple thousand dollars a year. And they want to figure out what they can do. They can. They're just stuck and they don't know why. So having an objective uh, third set of eyes is always a good thing in terms of figuring out what's going on. Another one is a startup business who wants to get that leg up and save time on the trial and error. We know that you can go down 10 years trial and error until you finally find something that's going to work or you can talk to somebody that's been there, done that, helps other people do the same thing yeah. and goes from there. Um, what I will tell you is that in terms of what I do, it isn't only in the sales and marketing. It is in the financials. A lot of people I speak with, I ask them very often, what are your numbers? They tell me I have 30,000 sitting in the bank. I say, I'm not interested in what's cash in the bank. What is your acquisition cost, your lifetime value cost, your PL, your balance sheet? What does your cash flow look like? What does your receivables look like? A lot of business owners talking about receivables. We get the bill, we pay the bill. Massive companies give POs 90 to 180 days out. You work with the government, very often it's a 90 to 180 day out uh, payment also. You have your bills due tomorrow. They're giving you money way down the line. We need to look at what that collections is and what you're paying out is. How do you make that difference? How do you really set your terms to be making that difference? And then we also look at operations and uh, strategy too. Do you have the right systems in place? Many people look at it and they say, well, sure, I've got this system because I tell Johnny to go do this and he does this. But what happens if you aren't there? Is Johnny going to do that too? Or if Johnny leaves, do you have a system that is easily replicatable without you having to do it over and over. If you look at McDonald's as an example, McDonald's has a system. You rarely, if ever, see the owner there. It's really only to ever pick up the money if they're ever there. But Mm -hmm. it's because of that system. What are you doing that's different and how does that matter and where do you go from there? Smart.
0: Smart. And that's, uh, that's one of the th- reasons why I see a vision of us working together um, you know, in the future too. So Vision Pros, we're, we're wrapping up today on this episode, but to talk a little bit further about that, when we bring people on at First Class Business, that's also, we, we start with the why. Um, we start with two forms, business preliminary evaluation form and the revenue growth workbook. I start on the marketing side of things to see is the marketing message in line with what this business owner wants and needs. And that business preliminary evaluation we request the financials as well as part of that. We do an initial assessment on that. And we have people like Jennifer in place. Um, and she's somebody that I would love to work with on that, where depending on the alignment of the client and how our business is scaling, we're going to need more people like Jennifer in order to scale our ability to assess. Because a lot of times the business owners are spending on things they should not be spending on. Right. And we don't say this should not. What we do is we highlight it on the income statement or on the profit and loss as green, yellow, and red, Um, right? And that means we want to talk to this entrepreneur about those aspects because if we can save a business $10,000 per month that is currently being utilized towards something that's not effective for their growth, guess what? Now they have a $10,000 marketing budget without spending an extra dime. So it's super helpful to be able to do those assessments on the front end. Jennifer, you're a blessing to business owners everywhere Um, on behalf of business owners who uh, started, my, I started my career super weak with the finances and saying things like, I don't care about the money, only to learn years later that the money didn't care about me. It took me a long time to bridge that gap. I know that most entrepreneurs are so caught up in what their vision is, and they're so excited about pulling it forward to the world that they forget about the importance of the finances. But we need people like you to be able to help us stay focused on what's most important, focus in on those finances, because that is our vehicle to get to the next level. And if we're not paying attention to our vehicle, then we might just lose that vehicle along the way. Um, And that's never good for anybody. So thank you so much for being here. Uh, Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Feel free to reach out to Jennifer or myself if you need anything and we'll see you on the next show. Thank you. Have a fantastic day. Thank you. Thank you for being here today. I'm really happy that you tuned in to Vision Pros Live. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing your reactions as these episodes continue to move forward. We optimize them as the months go by. This is going to get more and more fun. Um, we'll have more and more engagement as well. We'll invite people to participate in the show and thank you for, uh,